Hello, welcome back. We're a bit late. Yeah, but... slightly belated, dude. Oh, that was a bit bad, that connection. Oh. Oh, I'll just carry on. hope it's alright. That's the good stuff. That is the good stuff. Yeah. So, um, nothing's happened again, really. Yeah, so we've left it's... it an extra few days because um, cause we were both busy, uh, well, drinking no... mainly. And nothing and, um... happened. Yeah, we've given I mean, an extra I hope four something days. happened over the weekend, but I mean, some stuff has, but not the big ones. Yeah, John Heyman's tweeted a lot, um, not said that much. Uh, Mike Moustakis signed with a team that he really should have stayed with and just taken his mutual option with. Yeah, that was that was the big news, really, which is not really yeah. that big. But um, yeah. yeah, how much was his option? By the way, do you know? Uh, I've got a feeling the option was a lot more than what he actually ended up oh, taking. So exactly the same as last year where he declined he the, yeah. the qualifying yep. offer and then took a smaller contract with the same team. More great stuff from a Scott Boras client. As I mean, he is... Like last year, or he was like, it felt like he was overrated. I feel like he's almost underrated now. Um, in a way. But it's partly because of third base just being so stacked. Yeah, he's basically, he's just, like, league average, isn't he? Yeah. He's just a, a league average third baseman, but when it's very strong, but so he's slightly, actually... Slightly above average, I think, isn't he? He's, well, like he's a like he's a half-decent defender, and he has power, I suppose, yeah. Compared to third baseman, he's league average, but, like, as a hitter, he's, like, an above-average hitter, I think, isn't he? 28 home runs last year. Basically, he's got quite a bit of power. Yeah. Not that much else, but you know that that'll do, I suppose. So the option was fifteen million dollars, and I think it was like six point five. He's resigned for. Oh Jesus! It was a mutual option, but I, oh, the report option. I saw was he declined it. So I don't know if they would have been willing to go through with it. Oh, but like, God. that's a lot of money to leave Almost on the table. Exactly the same as last year with the Royals. Yeah. Um, it's almost like Scott Boras is just trying to fight against a market that is actually more powerful than he is. Um, and based twice he's well it seems like twice he's advised Moustakis to do something that's lost him a lot of money yeah um, and I, like... I think the thing is with it is there was I mean at the time like at the start of the off season it didn't seem like there was any real fit particularly no because you've got I mean even the teams they're going for Mikado and stuff like the Padres it's like they're only going for Mikado because it's Mikado it's not like if they don't get him they'll just get some another veteran for a baseman if they don't get Mikado, they're definitely still in rebuild. Yeah. Really, there's no point them getting someone that's just not as good. No, the only... One of the teams I thought it was a decent argument for is if you... Well, teams that could be getting Mikado to play short, then get Moustakis to play third. Yeah. And just go, we're going to revamp everything. I thought there was a decent fit at the Phillies, actually. So you go, we'll take out Franco and Cesar Hernandez, Segura to second, Mikado short, Moustakis third. Um, yeah. Or the and same then, at the White Sox. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just don't know why you'd get Mikado and play him short, to be honest. No, well, that's the other thing. So that that kind of cancels out what I just said, and I agree. I don't. He, he's, he looks a better third baseman. You always have the argument of, oh, as a shortstop, he's even more valuable because of his bat. But he's also a lot worse defender. And it doesn't make a difference unless you've got a third baseman that's like just as good. Yeah. Which Mustakas isn't. So it's like if you would have 
Mikado short and Mustak is third. It's like you might as well just put Mikado third and put yeah and short's top. Yeah, it just because you don't lose like, that much offensively. Yeah, but Mustak is his, he's kind of the squeezed middle in the free agency market at the moment. Um, and it, he's got like this perfect cocktail of things that are, I wouldn't say it's against him because he isn't that good. It's just that like we, like we were saying just before we started recording was all of the good teams have third basemen who are at least as good as Moustakis. And if yeah. they don't, they have a young guy. Yeah, like Devers. Or or even Andahar, who it's like, yeah. like he is be- he's probably well, better than Moustakis now. The but why would you pay for Moustakis? Mention the Red Sox. Um, the, they, they're the ones that kind of obviously could improve, could have improved at third base with Moustakis. I mean, behind Devers as well. They've got um, Chavis, who's like their top prospect. Yeah. He's like their, was... their only decent prospect left, I think, pretty much. And they don't seem interested in spending money anyway. So it's like, why would they spend on a marginal upgrade and maybe block a prospect? It just doesn't make any sense. There's like yeah. no fit for him. Um, well, there is a, a, a Miller Park that's kind of all right. Travis Shaw played a serviceable second base. Yeah, I think it makes it makes a lot of sense for the Brewers. Yeah. As well, to be honest, it's like that's caught saw what they're going for last year was not worrying about defense too much. We're just gonna have a lot of sluggers in the infield. We're gonna hit millions and millions of home runs, and they did. Yeah. Who if they actually who they got playing short? Is it still uh, Arce? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's not so good, is he? He has to basically field the whole of the infield, while the others just like. Yeah, Sit there, thinking about the next time. Good, though, is he? I don't think he's even good defensively. Uh, I don't think. I don't think he's amazing. I thought he was like below average defensively. Stuff I was looking at the other day. He's still only twenty-four though. But he's also not hit at all in his major league career. Interesting. Cheap, th- cheap though. Yeah, but also and... bad. But what? But then they've also they they can carry him because they've got Grandal. Oh yeah. So they now have got, before they were using the well. uh, Manny Pina. That's a and lot of power, Eric actually, isn't it? In the yeah, but, now, apart from Arcia, but like. But that's the Shaw, thing is you. Mustakis, Aguilar, and Grandal, like all of those could hit thirty home runs. And yeah. It wouldn't be that surprising. Yeah. But that's why the Grand Isle signing was so immense earlier in the offseason. Because it basically... When you have a catcher that can hit and one that can defend like Grand Isle, then you can have one of the other up the middle positions. You can go for a defensive specialist and you don't go, now we have like a terrible bottom of the lineup. They haven't, yeah. They're going to have a bad eight hitter, but they're seven hitter. Who's going to hit seven? Is like Travis Shaw going to hit seven or Moustakis? Yeah, possibly. The connection just went a bit dodgy there again. This is um, it's not ideal. Yeah, fantastic stuff. But yeah, they've they've basically the same thing as last year. Is I think that's they kind of had to get him back really. Because last year basically they didn't have. I suppose Yelich was pretty good, but no one really expected him to be quite that good. Is they've kind of not got the massive superstars really. Even though Yelich played like one last year. There's just a deep lineup of like a lot of like pretty decent hitters. Yeah, a lot of above average guys. It's gonna be what is it like? It's gonna be like Kane, Yelich, 
Uh, Aguilar. Aguilar third? Or, yeah. He'll probably be, he might be four. I don't know. But that's, that's how good it is, is that those two will be one and two, but then, like, they're just going to throw all the names on a piece of paper. Where's it? Who's there? Who's there, actually? Ryan Braun, I guess. Oh, yeah. He's, he's not bad as he, well, is he? he? He might be three. I think he was three last year. And this with Eric Thames, like, on the bench. Yeah. They, they're basically doing they're doing the same with pitching as well, aren't they? I think it's partly why the do you see the projection stuff? Mm. Of um I think I read read something on the Athletic the other day. Um about it that there's the projections, like different projections really disagree on the Brewers. Yeah. This was before the Mustakis thing, but I, I can't what was it? Oh, this isn't great. I can't remember what they were. But one of the projections had them below 500, and the other one had them getting like 89 wins, ish. Yeah. Um, and it's I mean it's because they are kind of doing stuff differently. They by like in the in the lineup and in the pitching, they've just got like a lot of guys that are, that are decent or could be good. Yeah, like the rotation. Like I don't really know what the rotation is going to be. I mean, there probably is a projected rotation, but like they seem to just have like eight or nine guys. I think like they did at the start of last season. That like going into spring training, it could be any of these guys. Could be. Well, and then you have a couple out of the bullpen. I think ideally, because they suffered injuries yeah. last year, so then you have the depth out of the bullpen if one of them struggles, and you move the rotation around, and then you have three or four like scary arms at the back of the bullpen. Yeah. It's basically like the modern modern way of doing it, isn't it? It's also the part of the thing that's impacted free agency a lot is, well, they were a game away from the World Series last year. People have realised that just putting like an ace and an MVP hitter in a team doesn't do anything. No. But that's pointless. I mean, you can see plenty of teams that have that and they just just not anywhere near it. You have to have other stuff around them. It's the concern, as we've said countless times this podcast, like with the Phillies, even if they get one of them, is there are still yeah. going to be holes. The idea is don't have holes. Yeah. Having having loads of guys that are above average or good to above average is a lot better than having one guy that's like going to be contending for MVP and a load of guys that are average. And it's ultimately... Average. It's ultimately what the Dodgers have done, but because of their payroll, they've had superstars too. Yeah, but like and, their and pitching then, and the Muncy stuff and Taylor, where they've had guys come out of nowhere to be like good. Hitters, yeah, but it's, or, well, it's Muncy basically was more built, than good really last year. Yeah, but it's building a team by committee, isn't it? It's like yeah. so. I know they've made the they've made a couple of blockbuster trades where they've had a star in there. But it's like Justin Turner, he's really really good, but he's often been like their best hitter. Yeah, and he's not he, he's not as good as most other contenders' best hitters. No, no, he's not as good as Chris Bryant was when the Cubs won the World Series, or as Bryce Harper will probably be, whoever he's playing for next year. But they're then or like, like their third, Jose Altuve, fourth, yeah, their third, Judge, fourth, and fifth like best hitters are amazing though. It's like they have the best seven and eight hitters, and then the Dodgers yeah. bench, like the guys they're bringing up, bringing off the bench for matchups. Yeah, stupid. I guess I guess the thing is with the Dodgers as well is that. They do it that way. It's like the thing of they do stuff differently, but they're also rich. Yeah. So they can afford to have the deep lineup by doing stuff cleverly, 
and then just in the middle of it, like they can afford to just go and trade for Mikado. Yeah. Or like, if they really wanted to, they probably could have re-signed Mikado. Like this off season, but it doesn't seem like they're that interested in that. But you know, that they, they could afford to just have the deep line up and then just put an MVP in the middle of it. Why not? Yeah. And then then you've lost because it's then like they've got the best hitter in the in the game and they've got the best fifth hitter in the game and it's just it's impossible. Yeah. Uh so what what else was that happened? Uh the world excitement of Duck Dietrich getting a minor oh, league deal. Announced like just now. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. Pretty blockbuster stuff. Where is it where was he went? Reds. Oh wow. That's that's a big one. That is huge stuff. It's pretty insane, isn't it? Pretty insane. Yeah. But it is, like you were saying, it is sort of a... Um, I think that's the one that's like a bigger... How oh, was the word? I've I've lost lost words. We've lost what words? A, a bigger indicator of the uh, free agent market rather than like the, the top guys. Like Harvey yeah. Ricardo. Because it's... Because yeah, I will say a second ago, just for recording, that he's um, he's basically like an average hitter, he's a decent average hitter that can play a lot of positions. And like, if no one was giving him, you know, no one else is giving him a major league deal, a contender just offering him, you know, a couple of million to sit on the bench. He's like a perfect, like double switch guy or something. Yeah. Bring swap him in and into any position, and he's like, he's got a bit of power. I mean, like, it's got a little bit of average, hit for a little bit of average. It's like, you know, he's not good. I wouldn't say he's good, but it's sort of like a pretty good utility player. A bit like Salate for the Giants. Yeah. Um, the Giants signed. But he's, it, wait, so it's Salate as well. Yeah, basically he'll, he'll make the roster. Yeah, he probably will. That actually really bad. He's the similar kind of thing where, you know, Probably about 40 to like 760 OPS sort of thing, like most of their career, and you know, can play a load of positions. Although, I think oh, I've heard about Salate, and you just said the same about Dietrich that even though they can play loads of places, they're not actually good at any of them. Yeah, so it's kind of like you just pick up a random glove and they they can play it as in they don't have a position, but that might not necessarily be a good thing. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. It might be more that they just they don't have a position because they can't play anywhere, rather than they can play everywhere. Yeah, that might be what this boils down to, really. Because I, but that's the difference with someone like Zobrist or Marwin is that they both can actually play multiple positions quite well. Yeah, actually, forgot. I actually forgot Marwin, Marwin Gonzalez was still available. Yeah. I think the problem with him is he is he is wanting quite a lot and for a lot of contending teams that are like almost set in their lineup, he'd be like the perfect bench player but I don't think many teams want to spend that much French guy no no I, I don't think they're gonna I, I don't I haven't actually seen anything specifically about the money he'd want but I'm guessing there's gonna be a World Series winner narrative had a really like great year the year before last, and they're going to want four years and a high AAV as well. And that's just that's just not it, is it? That's that's not what you do. No. I, yeah. Also, he wasn't great last year, so there's that concern that like 
if he's just the guy he was last year, he literally is a like bottom of the order, useful player. Yeah, it's one of those things that he um like the question is was uh twenty seventeen like an outlier? Was is that him or is the rest of it him? Because I just got his stats up. Last year was actually very, very almost identical to his career numbers. Yeah. Um so it's sort of, you know, the nine hundred OPS in twenty seventeen is is that him or is the seven thirty OPS from last year, which is like almost his career numbers as well. It's like it's more likely that that's just him. Yeah. It, it, I I suspect that there's the he's trying to get a deal as if he's the the twenty seventeen version of him. Yeah, but it was just one year. And no one's buying that anymore. No, no one's stupid enough to do that. And that's good. That's the important thing that no one seems to grasp in baseball is it is good that teams are not doing stupid stuff all the time because stupid stuff ruins teams forever. Yeah, there's, there's how you be more competitive. I mean, sometimes there's an argument that a team can be more competitive by spending more money. Like like everybody will it would improve by getting Harper and Ricardo right now. Yeah. Like almost whatever it, it took. But um but yeah, like guys like that someone giving a four year deal on like fifty million a year, especially like a small market team, that could prevent them getting guys in a couple of years when they're like trying to compete. Would cripple them, absolutely cripple some of those teams. Look at the size of the payroll that teams like Tampa Bay and Oakland run on. And you can disagree on whether they should spend more or not, which people seem to be fine with saying they should. But if you just accept that they run on a certain payroll, you shouldn't give that higher percentage of it to a guy who's that who provides that many wins. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and, it, and a guy that's that unreliable. Like if you're if you're giving him that contract, you're assuming he's more like the 2017 guy than the 2018 guy. And but there's not that's much not a good bet. There's not much evidence to suggest that. No, that's a really bad bet. I could see him going back to the uh, the Astros on a small deal. Well, to be honest, a bit a bit like the Mustakis situation. Yeah, and they both have the same agent. Yeah, which is not a coincidence. I think it is interesting what you touched on with the Harper and Mercado stuff, though, because there are, uh, let's say, some columns and tweets coming from places about why this X team should not try and sign one of these two it doesn't make sense yeah, like both like in the Padres specifically or the Giants there, but there's a lot of it with the yeah. Giants and uh, and the argument against both of them is the Padres are not going to win even if they get Mikado and the Giants are not going to win if they get Harper yeah. well maybe not but you get them for 10 years and they are both awesome it does it's not about yeah, if you is, win this next year this is the year. thing with with a lot of the front office changing there's there's a lot of people saying it's just everywhere everyone's just trying to be more cheap now but I think a lot of it is just people being more clever with their decisions. Yeah. Like, a lot of these deals that are not going to be as expensive as that are just bad deals to give out. As we've seen, like, over the past few years and stuff, like Ellsbury is, like, the big example, but, like, yeah. a lot more like that. Um, but Harper and Mercado, the age they are, and, like, even if, I mean, you even if you just accept that the, like, make the last four years or well, maybe not quite four but the last few years might be really bad 
they are just you're just going to be better for the next like probably like six or seven years your team yeah. is just going to be better and it's going to be a, a good deal for that amount of time and it's like beyond that that's that's a very long way into the future even rebuilding teams aren't aiming to be good in eight years time no no even rebuilding teams aiming to be good sooner than that it's basically like this Maybe there's a couple of um, exceptions in the league where it wouldn't make sense to do it right now, but I mean, they'd probably have a shot anyway, like the Orioles, or maybe like the Tigers, but almost everyone else, I think, like getting one or both of those just puts them a lot closer to competing, even if it's not this year. Yeah, but that's even the big thing, because the age is like, they're still going to be young in like three years time. Yeah, that's the big thing is most free agents, so there's a bit of this with Lorenzo Cain last year, is it's like, you know they're going to be bad, but they might be bad in like two years. With these guys, they're not going to be bad for like, probably for five or six years. Yeah, five so or six not... years, they, they could still be like, contending for MVPs, and if you're lucky, maybe beyond that. Yeah, I mean... Like it's, it's like, five or six years, it's like quite conservative that they're like, before they even decline a little because bit. Because of their... They're both sluggers, and Bryce Harper's eye is just makes me think like, if he's going to be walking a hundred times a season, there's no yeah. reason he's not hitting forty home runs and walking a hundred times in like eight years. Yeah, maybe maybe unless he goes to AT and T Park. Well, actually, Oracle. Yeah, if he goes to Oracle. Now, but... or- Oracle, the baseball field, not Golden State Warriors' is home. Yeah, because he'd. I think he could hit home runs there probably. It'd be easier. <laughs> yeah it's just I guess they're just trying to squeeze as much money out at the moment aren't they but that's those are the ones that every team should be going for yeah a bit like Joe Vott on the Reds to be honest even though his contract's really big it's like if the Reds didn't have Joe Votto like and they spent that money that they spend on him I don't know how much it is is it 30 million a year or something it's, I don't know. It's, a, it's a lot. If they had 30 million a year to spend elsewhere, I don't think they'd get better value than they get from Joey Votto. Not because he's like, such a lock. I mean, he's yeah, that's, a, that, that, that's the big thing I think in baseball as well that people don't think about is the the like uncertainty of over their performance. It's like last year, Bryce Harper was bad, but like what compared to normal? Where I'm going to have a quick yeah. look, but like he still hit home runs and like walked a lot. It's like he was still, oh yeah, there we go, eight, eight, nine OPS still. Yeah, Joey Votto is twenty-five million a year until um, twenty twenty-three, and then there's a team option for his age yeah. forty season. Jesus, yeah, he might not be that good by then. But like, even um, even though it's such a high proportion of their payroll for twenty-five million, like I don't know what else you're going to buy that's going to get you even close to that sort of production. No, and ultimately this year the Reds are going, well, we're going to have a crack. We're bored of being rubbish. If they didn't have Joey Votto, you'd think they're nowhere near. You'd be yeah. like, yeah, Eugenio Suarez is probably their best hitter. Like, it's, almost, it's almost like the the converse of what we were saying a minute ago about like the Brewers are just having a deep lineup. Although they, they like Yelich could say, is like might be a MVP contender every year now. But... Um, you know, it's like the opposite of that, where it's like if you do have a star, and then you can put stuff around him, you make sure, just just make sure you don't have holes. Like, you know, yeah. you have a star, and then a couple of guys near him to protect him in the lineup that are near him in the lineup, 
that are good hitters and then just the rest of it make sure it's at least league average then you know you might go somewhere and that's the deal with Harper and Mercado is it's like all those teams that it's like oh yeah they won't be contending if they get them maybe not but then do they then make corresponding moves so like I don't know. The White Sox are the best example at the moment because they do have holes. Like, like I said, with the, if you get Mercado, do you then would you play him at short and then get a third baseman in, or like I just yeah, it they the idea that they don't fit on the Padres or the Giants or wherever you want to say it is such nonsense. It's unbelievable. The particularly the Padres. The Padres have always said twenty twenty. You get Manny Mercado for ten years. He's yeah. Is what like... is. 2020 is his age. Is it going to be his age 26 or age? I mean, no, 2020 will be his age 27, I think. Maybe his age 28. But like, it might be, he, that's his peak. That's his, his peak yeah. years, and that's when you're going to be good and you're going to have controllable young players like Tatis Jr. Like, how can that be a bad thing yeah. to do? It's just absurd. I know, because it's, it's the thing is, is there's there's not any I don't think there's anyone like that coming up even anytime soon is there no anyone that's like free agent that young because I mean even okay, even though at the moment it seems ridiculous like how many years they've played to talk about like what these these two guys could potentially be it's basically all all guys that start this young I mean you know those are the guys that are competing to get well not competing that's the wrong word but you know guys have a chance of getting in the hall of fame so it's like i mean in like 10 years time you could be looking back on that and like every other team could be regretting it like hell that they didn't they didn't go yeah why were we bothered about the luxury tax for all i mean actually did you i saw this the other day actually from someone on twitter i think um this a stat about Barber. That so uh, I think he's one year younger. Actually, no, maybe it was on Twitter. Maybe it was Grant Brisby. I don't know. I don't know. That might be wrong. But anyway, somewhere. Because uh, about the Giants, in um, sort of. Um, so when the Giants signed. Uh, Barry Bonds, I think he was one year. He was a year older than Harper is now. Yeah. And he also had like worse like career OPS and like maybe even like on base percentage and stuff and like loads of categories. He was like worse than Harper is at the moment. Basically, at this stage of Barry Bonds' career, he was he was worse than Harper is at the moment. Yeah. And it's like just that potential. I mean, not saying he is going to be Barry Bonds. I mean, you know, there's. The steroids side of it, but you know, just the potential for him to be like near that. Yeah, it's not that well, ridiculous that he. I mean, ten years time, ten years time, but he's only going to be like thirty six, actually, isn't he? Well, and it sounds quite likely that there'll be the DH in whichever league he's in. So that's that's also a thing I think changes his contract situation. Back yeah. end of the contract, he might just be a DH that hits a million home runs and gets on base. Because I mean, well, a lot. You, you have all this stuff of people being um being obsessed with age and like as soon as you turn thirty, you're bad now and stuff. But like, I I think 
depends a lot on the type of player you are. So like I'm just looking at Nelson Cruz right now. Like I mean, he was pretty handy last year, to be honest. Eight yeah. OPS still, and he is 38 years old. It's going He's to be a age really 39 year next year. And it's like, I don't think he even has, yeah, he's, he's never had the, like, the plate discipline that Bryce Harper has. No. And stuff, it's like. He's a really pick up for the Twins. That's one of my favourite off-season moves. Yeah. Yeah, that is a, that is quite a good one, isn't it? Because was, he was cheap as well, wasn't he? Wasn't he, relatively? Yeah. Well, and it's just like, it's, I think it's a, it's a one year. So it's like, if they aren't good, then they, he's going to be a huge asset at the deadline. Yeah, Ridiculous there's, asset. There's almost no such thing as a bad is there? No, not really. Um, particularly not for a guy like him, because he's just like a proven monster. Actually, it's, it's, it's one year of a team option, which is even better. That's ridiculous. So if they're good this year and he's good, they just get to keep him? Yeah, like, on, on slightly less money as well than this year. 14 really million this year, 12 million next year. That is obscene. Yeah. Oh, actually, one of the things that's happened since our last podcast, I forgot about this, was the extensions for uh, Kepler, Polanco, Nola, and Severino. There might have been some others, but... Um... Oh, right, yeah. These, they're all... Um, are they all arbitration guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Nola's has... Nola takes him one year into free agency but then there's a team option to take him two years into free agency um and it, it takes him into i think he would be 31 as a free agent if it was after his team option um, oh, okay that's which as you just said about the age stuff being a 31 yeah, year old free agent is not good no that's i don't know that is that's like a might not end up not being a great deal for no there i suppose I think is a really poor deal for him. If if he was going to get accept the like, you're going to try and tie me down. I'd want it to be like this is my only contract sort Especially of thing. Especially after last year, I wasn't last wasn't last year like a like a big breakout year for him. Yeah, it's the sort of deal you'd have thought of that players would usually sign like before, like what he did last year. Yeah, you know, if it, if I... it was last off scene, then it's sort of like, you know, there's uncertainty of, over how good he's going to be. I mean, he, he like the season before he was he was pretty good, but nowhere near as good. Like, but like, I mean, that as a twenty-five-year-old last year, it's sort of like, you know, maybe he's going to be like contending for Cy Youngs for the next like five years. Well, they're going to have him locked up as a like, and and sort of through his prime, they've basically locked him up now without the risk of arbitration. Because as we know, if he has one massive, if he has a year like that, well, maybe a bit better, his arbitration salary would explode anyway. Yeah, so he's basically just given away a couple of years of potential free agency. Um, in case, I guess, in case you get injured, what is it? But how like, much, how much is it? Uh, it was forty-five million. Oh, so I think yes. the option is then on the it's, end of that. It's like back, uh, backloaded. Yeah, as if it was going through arbitration, basically. But yeah, it's, that's similar to Bumgarner's contract, actually, isn't it? Yes. These come to the end to next end of next year, where it's like, um, I mean, we'll see. I, well, I was talking about the other day, wasn't it? Is this the narrative is that Bumgarner's like done now, 
but he he was still what he was like three point two ERA last year still. Well, wow. like, not... that was still like one of the worst seasons, highest ERAs of his career. It's like I don't know. We'll see anyway. But it, whatever he does, it's going to end up being that he's been underpaid for a long time, and he's probably one not of... going to get the money. No, that was one of the, the best contracts going. there's been in the last like five years of baseball. And not even I don't think many are even that close, to be honest. I mean the the fact they managed to tie him down for that and then everything he's done in between is just ridiculous. Yeah. Which and it's no that... stop soon. Yeah. But yeah. Um Yeah, that's a Those are the kind of things I think is the this is the like free agency being so late that causes players to sign these sorts of deals as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's the big problem with is the free agency being so late and like even if they just say that it was free agency after five and everyone has arbitration after two and maybe instead of super two you make it super one. Yeah. So guys like um, I know like I'm trying to think now, but young guys that come up and like at the start of the season and play a lot. We'll have arbitration immediately. So guys like, well, guys like Aaron Judge, after his first full year, um, where he was amazing, would have been, would then be arbitration and then start getting, yeah, money and straight away. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's the real problem with the system is the the late free agency and arbitration. Yeah. And it just slows it. Th- like you say, these guys are now up against the wall, really. I mean, if I I don't know what the Phillies are willing to offer, uh, you obviously can't let you in the room for negotiations. I'm amazed he didn't manage to get. Okay, if you want to tie me down, I'll just do this as if this is going to be my main contract. I'll accept. I'm not going to get the like the eight year, two hundred million dollar deal, but I'll take this. But I don't want to be a free agent until I'm 34, and yeah. you're going to pay me. Pay me for yeah, what you or, should or maybe pay like me player now. options. Yeah. Instead, it's a team option at the end as well. It's just like, oh, I, yeah. So if they don't take that team option, you assume he's not being good and he's going to market as a 30-year-old or maybe 31-year-old. I can't remember exactly. Free agent who's just had a team option declined. Like that, I don't see how he comes out of this particularly well. Yeah. It's a great move for Phillies though, and brilliant. Oh, the connection is going a bit strange again. Maybe we should end. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Let's end. All right. See if maybe we do another one on Friday. Yeah, let's try and get another one on this week because maybe some stuff will happen or there'll be more slightly ridiculous yeah. tweeting from journalists to read into. Or if anything big does happen, we'll do one quickly. Yeah. An emergency reaction to, yes, you've got Bryce Harper. That is good for the team because yeah. he is really good. Yeah, anyway. <laughs>